Leaves across the line. Here's Tavares. Should have shot it. Didn't get a chance. Now with 10 seconds left, it'll be deflected out at center ice, and the Florida Panthers can start their celebration. And they've won four straight now. Yes, Guy, thank you for that. 4-2, the Panthers win over the Leafs. Welcome to Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Dave Festcheck with the Toronto Star. Frankie C will be with us in segment two. Jimmy Ralph is here in segment one. And Ralphie, the Panthers uh, really had their way tonight, didn't they? Well, thank you for that, Jimmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we were talking about during the commercial break that, you know, you missed those two power plays early. Two great opportunities to take the lead, get the crowd into the game. And for Florida, who had struggled, I mean, on the penalty kill the last four games, they were horrendous. And they get two big kills, get their legs, and uh, take advantage of some leaf mistakes. So it's, um, we were saying, though, that so far, number one, it's been the uh, the playoff of the road team. Yeah. It's also been the team that has won the first game of a series. I believe only one team has gone on to win. And I'm uh, not on the East. Jersey lost the first two against the Rangers at home. Came back to win. The Leafs lost to Tampa. Florida lost to Boston. Yeah, Carolina. Uh, Carolina was the only team because yeah, I think Vegas, right. Vegas lost the first game at home to Winnipeg. Came back and won. Edmonton lost out. Anyway, well, not, not that that's a prediction based on the past. But, but it's a trend. But it's certainly a trend, yes. Well, and, and if Florida is comfortable winning on the road, and that's their fourth straight road win as well as their fourth straight playoff win, they should get comfortable because they're going to be playing every game on the road. When you think about the, the building down in Florida, I, is going to be overrun, in my estimation, by Leaf fans. It's going to it's going to feel an awful lot like a Leaf crowd. So it could look, it could be you know could seven a, road games or however many we end up going for the Florida Panthers, given the Canadian contingent that is expected to descend on South Florida. Well, apparently the uh, ticket takers are going to say, nice day, eh? And if somebody <laughs> responds, yes, they're not allowed to the yeah, building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Florida they got Panthers. bad script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and, and, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Florida, but but I didn't like I didn't like the goals the Leafs gave up tonight. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the... Uh, Going back to the first one, they had a lot of time to bring it out from the corner, get it to the net, score on a rebound. Uh, the second goal is the miscommunica- miscommunication between Matthew Nyes and Morgan Riley, where it's a simple dump in, but they both sort of stood there with one of those, I got it, you take it. And um, seconds later, it's a redirection. And then TJ Brody with Jake McCabe already deep. TJ Brody makes the mistake of pinching hmm. and, and trying to make a play. And then uh, Carter Verhage scored, but turned out, to be the winning goal and, and the unfortunate part of that I mean that that to me was the killer because you battle back you score two goals you get the crowd back into it and then it's this this major gaffe um, that ends up costing you and you know even on the uh, the delayed penalty where Montour scored um, Elias Samsonov who had some great moments in this game um, but has been prone to that kind of coming out and challenging into traffic and making contact you remember game five against Tampa yeah, similar, but he bumped into David Camp mm-hmm. and ended up face down when uh, the Lightning scored the insurance goal in that game. So, um, you know, there were there are some concerns because I, I think a continuation of the series against Tampa is how often the Leafs have full control of the puck in their own zone and can't get it out, can't make a play, and then they're under siege. And, um, you know, you, you really thought that might be cleaned up a little more here in game one. But obviously the Florida Panthers look at some game tape and say, hey, let's bring that defenseman down the wall when they're trying to ring it around and um, and win the battles there. And uh, to me, that was noticeable tonight again where 
Now the the leaps when you've got full control of the puck in your own zone without pressure, and then two passes later you're coughing it up. Well, in a lot of ways, uh, Ralphie, full control of the game through the second period. But you know, after after Nyes has the excellent play to answer the two nothing Florida lead, eleven seconds later to make it two one, and then it you know you get the goal that you talked about by Bunting. Uh, it's two two and. The, like the ice is totally tilted, right? Yeah. The, the Leafs have taken control of the game, but Brodsky's looking a little discombobulated. He's swimming out of the crease on the Nye's goal. But but he did make a couple of huge blocker saves, right? Pad he saves, did. one off Matthews, and I'm trying to think of the other one that was right out in front where it wasn't a drop and block save. This was you have to extend towards the puck to get a piece of it. And, um, and, and you're right. You thought maybe after the second goal, um, you know, with Bunting that you'd be able to rattle him a little bit. But... Um, you know, as Ilya Samsonov has done in those playoffs as well. You you know, you think you got him, and then all of a sudden he uh, he shuts the door the rest of the way. So uh, for Florida, might have been uh, in part the adrenaline coming off the, the Game 7 win in Boston. And we were talking about that. I, I, I think the, the numbers are ridiculous for teams that uh, have to go to Game 7. Having success early in the, especially in Game 1 of the following round, is, yeah. uh, is a little bit ridiculous. And, and remember Tampa, after beating the Leafs, go into Florida, they win and actually sweep the series four straight. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Florida's on a roll. There's no question about that. They've won four straight. I, you know, I don't know how long it goes. I look at the league performance tonight and could have had a lot of goals, didn't go in, made some mistakes and, and went in. Um, but if they were to, to start this game a little sharper and got a power play goal on either one of those two power plays, probably would have tilted in another direction but they didn't seem to be able to correct it and you know to your point Dave they did they, they did storm them the second half of the second period and all they got was to even in and then as soon as they did Verhage scores on a, on a breakaway that really took the and I agree with you took the air right out of them didn't yeah they? That, that was the dagger I mean you know you worked that hard to get back and uh, you know similar to what Florida did to the Boston Bruins in game seven they had a two goal lead blew the lead and, uh, you know, found a way to score a key goal. And, and how about uh, Brandon Montour? Is he, oh. on, is he on a roll? Wow. Six. Six, six goals and eight playoff games um, already. And I guess we're waiting for Morgan Riley to respond back the other way, who's, uh, who's been pretty good yeah. offensively as well. Yeah, I mean, Riley's got three, and he's second place among defensemen in goal scoring. Montour's just out to this crazy, crazy streak to begin. But, you know, it just was one of those games for me where, it just didn't click for the Leafs. Like they, they put themselves in good spots a lot of the time. They could that that second period it could have been three two four two Leafs if not for as you yeah. point out some nice nice goaltending by Bobrovsky. Well, what about time. the save you made off Nealand in the third period? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was still late and and you don't know if that helps with the comeback. But I mean, this is a backdoor tap in and Bobrovsky comes up with, you know, the save that that makes sure that the Leafs aren't going to have a sniff to get back into it. You know, I think the bottom line is, if you describe the Panthers, is they're they're sneaky good. You think you can beat them, but they find a way, and 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 they're willing to sag for you. That doesn't bother them. They they did it all seven games against Boston. So you know, you have to be on them from the start and stay on them. Yeah, they win moments. Yeah, you know, not necessarily you know over the course of the game you say they've dominated, but there are just certain moments on the forecheck, getting traffic in front, and it's more. it's funny because last year you looked at them as this high-scoring, flying team that uh, would try to outscore you on a nightly basis. And this transformation that's, you know, with the the personnel changes and, and maybe even the coaching change, now they've become more of this gritty, um, you know, street-fighting type team. 
uh, that wants to engage in the battles and go to the front of the net. Matthew Kuchuk is obviously a big part of that, uh, with all due respect to Jonathan Huberto. But that's, you know, it's sort of the face of, of that franchise. As that has changed, uh, so is their style of play. And they're, they're a lot more like Kuchuk now than uh, Huberto, which the, would say were more like last year. Yeah, and, and you can't underestimate that. I think when you go back to, you know, Saturday night, the, the bedlam in Toronto, the fans shouting, we want Florida. Uh, from that moment on, it's the be careful what you wish for. <laughs> oh, and always is, yeah. Matthew Kachuk played these guys like a fiddle yesterday because he came in here and, you know, pledged his homage to the Maple Leafs, called them the best team still standing, said we're huge underdogs. I mean, the guy is the son of a former pro, a Hall of Fame uh, pro that knows the way to play the mind game, right? And and if there was any, there were a lot of people, I'm not sure how many people in the Maple Leafs locker room were underestimating the Florida Panthers, but there were certainly people celebrating that it was Florida instead of Boston, and maybe not so much tonight. Yeah, and uh, I mean, with that, you're going to say, okay, we're, we're not getting the top gunfighter, we're getting the guy that beat him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's uh, let's relax for a little bit. Um, I I don't think that was the case because I thought even after the Leafs eliminated Tampa in Game Six, they said all the right things after it wasn't oh what an unbelievable feeling and this is great. It was like this is just part of the process. This is now we we uh, right away they said we got to get set for the next round. This isn't uh, anything we're going to hang our hats on. We don't view the, uh, one round as a success. Yeah. Um. You know the uh, the goal is a lot more than that, but. Again, they're going to have to come out and be a lot sharper uh, in game two and um, hopefully come out on the right side of the goaltending battle as well. Yeah, we're not talking massive changes here. We're just saying play play your game, right? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, if you want to look at, at pluses, uh, it seems Matthew nice every game gets better. Oh. And and that was noticeable even on the goal. You know, he, he kind of went wide and then lost it and, and still found a way to make a, a slick, highly skilled move to recover and, and tap it into the empty net. So um, I, I think that's a plus for the Leafs. Here's a guy that you didn't know if he was going to be in the playoffs once things started, and now he's, you know, skating alongside Matthews and Marner tonight. Yeah, no, he was, you know, it wasn't just the goal, to your point. I mean, he had a couple chances in that first period. Yeah. He came and in off that, he makes came screaming of, off the wing. Yeah, I, I know he got burned in Tampa on, on one play where he wasn't able to get the puck out. And then the next play, he does. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you see that uh, he doesn't seem to get rattled for making a mistake. He simply corrects it the next time. Yeah, he, he stood up well physically tonight, too. I think, that, you know, you could see Florida testing him a little bit. He, a couple guys took runs at him, and, you know, he didn't back down. He was, he was barely shaken by them. I mean, he's a, you know, one thing about college kids nowadays, you know, spend that much time. These guys have great strength and conditioning programs. This guy is a physical beast. I mean, he really is, and it's not, you see it in the jump in his in his uh, in his step, and you also see it in the way he holds his own out there. So that was to me that that was definitely the positive storyline from tonight. Um, the negative storyline is hey, you know, the, you you allowed them to come into your place, and uh, and, and you allowed them to really kind of take the take the air out of your early. Like I think, you know, you talk about the penalty kill, whatever it was in the first period, Florida hit first, you know. Not you know, not only with the ability to kill off those two early penalties, but just with the physicality of Matthew Kachuk with six hits in the first period. I think that set a tone, and it was it was tough for the Leafs to come back from that. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes getting those early power plays are the kiss of death. 
They have big uh, for two reasons. Number one, and we saw it when Giordano got the the hooking penalty. You know the one coming back is probably going to be one that is borderline at best, and your chances of getting another power play, yeah, you know, are, are usually uh, you're going to have to use an axe. Uh, well, the opposition saw, is if, if they're going to do it. And you saw Paul Maurice after the the double minor on Sam Bennett that concluded the game. There, you saw Paul Maurice uh, working the refs for the next game already because he had he crossed his arms across his chest and in one hand he had five fingers showing on the other hand he had one finger because it was five power plays for the Leafs and one for Florida yeah and he wanted the refs to remember that before uh, before yeah. they, he headed but off to the, the other thing you got to remember if you high stick a guy in the face and cut him it's usually a pretty cut and dried penalty <laughs> and they <laughs> yes. they took I mean it was the Leafs took the uh Florida took an on bunting that was a high stick as right. well yes and yep. the Leafs were the team that took the hooking penalties, and uh, which what, wasn't what even was a hooking yeah, the Giordano yeah. one was. So I mean, they like like I said to Joe, I mean, there are certain penalties you look at and you say, okay, they're automatics. They're not. We we gave you a call. If it's delay a game over the glass, you got to call it. It's, it's not really a judgment call. If you see it, you got to call it. High sticks, you got to call. It's it's the hookings and holding penalties, or the roughing penalties, that are the judgment calls, and um, you know. Basically, what Florida did, they they were the automatic ones. So uh, I don't know if Paul Maurice can say, you know what, uh, that double minor at the end, that still counts. It still counts no, as two. Yeah. You're going, no, 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 no it doesn't. <laughs> no one said it was a legitimate argument, yeah. but coaches yeah. make yeah. them because they know the refs can be worked. Ralphie, thanks for hanging around. Appreciate it. All right. It. Thanks, boys. Jim Ralph, ladies and gentlemen, 4-2. Florida wins over the Toronto Maple Leafs game one. So, yes, Guy Florida has the one of the series lead. Coming up next, Frankie C. will join us. This is Leafs Game Night Live from Scotiabank Arena, TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs Game Night Live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Dave Festchuk, and the Toronto Star with you. And we bring in our good friend, Frankie C. Frankie C., what do you know? What do you say? What's up, boys? I miss you guys. Hello, Frankie C. Frankie. Well, he's not there. He, <laughs> okay. stiffed, he stiffed us. He stiffed us. All right, well. Frankie C, are you there? Hey, what's up, guy? Can no, you hear me? No, guy. We're not hearing Frankie C. No, too bad. Frankie C, well, here's what I would guess Frankie C, if he's going to talk about his specialty, which is talking about the Toronto blue line, I'm wondering if he's not a little concerned with the way this shutdown pair, the so-called shutdown pair of TJ Brody and, and uh, Jake McCabe played tonight. Yeah. Because they weren't great. I mean, McCabe's on the ice for, for three goals against. Brody's on the ice for two. Uh, Brody makes the bad pinch. Frankie C., are you there? Yes, guy. There you are. Okay, good. Yes, oh, yes, guy. guy. <laughs> what, what do you know? What do you say, guy? Uh, I miss you guys. I'm bummed I couldn't be there with you. Sorry, guy. Next time. Yeah. Frankie, I was saying, I was trying to read your mind about what might be your most pressing concern, if you have any. Maybe you're not concerned at all. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you did have a pressing concern about the Maple Leafs blue line tonight, uh, on a night to give up four goals against, and, and don't look particularly sharp. Uh, anything jump out at you? Um, well, okay, it's, it's all about managing the game. And I would imagine if you watched the Boston series against Florida, one of the talking points that you would tell this team if you were addressing them was that Florida will capitalize on your mistakes. Yep. So yeah. not one of those things where you say, be careful – but be cautious of when you're going to pinch, when you're going to make a stand at the blue line, when you're going to join the rush. 
because when a team has it going on, you know the way you sometimes just say things are clicking for them? You know what that means? They're making good on their opportunities. They're shooting really well. Like It's just one of those times for them where everything seems to end up in the back of the net, any kind of mistake, and that was the case for the Leafs. Like the one play at the end of the period where T.J. Brody is unsure, like Jake McCabe, he's up in the play. That's fine. He has the green light to do that. But, you know, if, if you're the defenseman backing up, you need to understand that's your responsibility now to play super cautious, especially that late in the period. So it's more of a mental thing right now, and that'll be up to them to kind of shore up those mistakes. But if you thought this was going to be an easy series, if you thought it was going to be a walk in the park, it's a good reminder early on with lots of clock left, lots of games to be played that it's not going to be the case. So if you're going to have a game like that where you make some critical errors at the wrong times, it's probably the right game to do that. Now, that, that's an excellent thing you said there. I mean, they are opportunistic, and I don't mean that in a negative way. If you give them something, they're going to take it, and then they don't, they don't take any more than two seconds to take advantage of it, and that would describe how they played against Boston, wouldn't it? That's exactly it. And one of the things Boston struggled with was the pace that they forecheck with. And it seems like it's not just your, your old school three forwards forechecking and your 2D hanging out in the middle of the ice or, or you know, up back in the play. It's like all five guys are involved. The D-man, if there's someone taking a shot, if there's a point man taking a shot, the other D-man's already heading down to um, make his way and, and do what, you know, you call like a pre-pinch. So, um, they're they're very involved, and they play with a lot of speed, and it was very evident right off the bat that this is going to be very different than Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay wants to get you in the muck. They want to slow you down. They want to, um, you know, they want to play the game at their kind of pace. Well, the Panthers' pace is giddy up and go, and, and that's what they want to play like. And um, it allows for maybe a little more of an opportunity for the Leafs off the rush. I think we saw a few chances tonight off the rush where, um, you know, the Matthew Nyes goal is a great example where they end up scoring, but... Uh, William Nylander could have scored off that nice pass from Michael Bunting. There's going to be chances for the Leafs to be equally as opportunistic as the Panthers, uh, but make no mistake about it. Like That's going to be a challenge for them, handling that forecheck, handling that speed. It's not going to be a, a sit-back-and-wait kind of series. So what do you have to do, Frankie? Because we were just talking with Ralphie before you came on, and Ralphie made the great point that there were a lot of moments in this game where the Leafs appeared to have control in their own end, you know, it was they seemed to be composed, and yet they couldn't get the puck out. And clearly, it's a different type of forecheck than they've seen before. And how do you counteract it? Well, one of the things that coaches used to tell us when a team was very busy as far as pinching and really wanted to push those confrontations up the ice, um, the, the terminology was push on possession. So basically, all that means is, once our wingers see that we have the puck and it's a clean puck, we know we have it and we're in control of it, it is time to go. And now you're make, that defenseman has to make a decision now. Am I going to stay in? Am I going to pinch and potentially get burned? Or am I going to vacate the, the zone and stay with my guy who's flying up the ice? And now that's going to allow Toronto to have a little more room to potentially make some plays and get through um, the neutral zone. So, that, I mean, that'll be something that they'll probably look to do. Uh, but really what it comes down to is just, decision-making with the puck. And one of the things the Leafs did a really good job of versus Tampa, and I thought even at times they did a good job with it tonight, was playing a little more of a chess match than a checkers match. Like the one play, it was early on in the first period. Morgan Riley's skating the puck into the zone. It's a three-on-two. He's looking to pass it back to Ryan O'Reilly, but he kind of sees there's some back pressure there. So all he does, he takes a shot on net. Bobrovsky gobbles it up, but now you have an offensive zone face-off. I'm like, okay, they're seeing it. 
Like that's a pass that, it, that in the past he would make that pass. Maybe it's a turnover, maybe it isn't. But th- there, there's some smart decisions being made. But that went away as the game went on. They got away from that kind of thing. So it'll be important now. Like every kind of decision you make is going to have an effect on the game. And the Leafs will realize that here as this game, as this series goes on with Florida. I feel like there was a missed opportunity. We talked about this earlier in the power plays, the first two power plays, and then it sort of tilted in the other direction. And there were a lot of uh, scoring opportunities for the Leafs that just they couldn't finish on or somebody was turned the wrong way. It was just kind of a, a, a like, a, I don't know what I'm looking for there. It just didn't work out that way. And well, so then, yeah. then you end up trying to rally. Well, Bobrovsky played really well, right? Like he, he had an excellent game. But as far as the power play goes, what makes this power play good when it's a little more unpredictable? Like when, when there's shots coming from all over the ice, when, when it's a little more direct. The, the one power play they had in the second period, I thought Ryan O'Reilly, did, he surprised me a little bit. He got a puck in the bumper position, and he was kind of on his back foot. But you know what he did? He said, I'm just going to shoot this anyways. And Bobrovsky had to make a save where he kind of caught up to the puck at the last second. But that led to Tavares getting involved and getting one of those retrievals. And that was probably the most dangerous that they looked on the power play. But it was, it was too few and far between. Even getting set up in the zone, it was um, – I, and I don't like to harp on players being too fancy because you need to make the plays that you need to make. And, and you know, they're, they're skilled players. But sometimes it just needs to be simplified to the point that once we get in the zone and we're set up, we need about three to five seconds here and puck's got to get delivered to the net. And we've got to reload that and we've got to do it over and over again. And when the Leafs' power play gets stale, they're not doing that. Jimmy, I almost sound like a broken record here. Tell me if, if any of this sounds familiar to you. I, I think what you're looking for is a damaged audio file. I don't know if broken <laughs> record is applicable anymore. <laughs> yeah, get with the times, Frankie. Yeah, sorry about that, Taddy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my, myself and my vinyl at home yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. In my that's underpants. Right. But, oh, God. Um, <laughs> no, but, but that's like... And this is the thing that's so encouraging for the Leafs. It's the fact that you can have a game in game one where, you you know, you, you make some mistakes. You, you're, you're kind of dipping your toe into the water here as far as what this series is going to be like with Florida. And there's really no surprises as far as what you need to do on your end. And there never has been for the Leafs. We know the recipe on the power plays. Morgan Riley needs to shoot a little more than he would like to. Mitch Marner probably needs to shoot a little more. Um, like they, they need to find ways to open up the penalty killers because when it just gets passing a, around the box and then there's a pass low, it's like everyone's reading that. Very predictable. No one's getting out of position until you make them go out of position. And the only way you're going to do that is with some quick movement with a quick shot at the end of it. So, Frankie, let's talk about a little bit of the positives here. The second period – you go down 2 nothing. the Ekblad shot from the point that Bennett tips in. But 11 seconds later, you get a wonderful play from Matthew Nyes to make it 2-1, his first playoff goal. Not what? Not too long after that, you get the bunting goal. It's 2-2, and it seems like at that point, the Maple Leafs have the Panthers reeling. Bobrovsky's swimming out of his crease. It's looking as though it is breaking Toronto's way. When you think back to that period and that moment of dominance there, really more than the, the back half of the second period. Uh, what did you see from the Leafs, and, and how can they sort of draw from that to see what the formula is here to really tilt the ice? It's pace. Like, David, it really is pace, right? Like, they're going to have to play at the same kind of speed that Florida does, and w- when they make decisions at that kind of speed, you can see how they can find ways to force Florida into some errors. Like, the, the, the Michael Bunting goal, because – 
you know, you're skating up the ice with, with that kind of speed. Bradko Gudis has to make a decision a little faster than he would like to, and he totally overplays it, and he goes to Ryan O'Reilly. Like, you need to find a way to force these guys into making mistakes, making plays that they don't want to make, and that's what the Leafs did a good job in the second period. I thought the Leafs, for the most part, the physicality game, I had no problem with that. I thought they were very physical. I thought they initiated it a lot. Jake McCabe was great in that regard. And Matthew Kachuk, he was on his 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 behind like a lot in that game, a lot yeah. more than we thought. So there, it, this is not like something where they weren't ready to play and there's no jam and there's no life. Like they're they very much had that that physical element. Now what what really gets magnified when you're playing this Florida team and give Florida a lot of credit because they are uh, better offensively than maybe a lot of people give them credit for, but um, it, it's it's going to come down to decision making with the puck in all three zones. And in the second period, the Leafs did a much better job of that. They broke out the puck a little better. They got through the neutral zone better. Like you, you score two goals there off the rush. Those are bonus goals for me. Like anytime you score off the rush like that, and you didn't have to spend shift upon shift, um, you know, wearing teams down in the offensive zone. That's a bonus. Like you, you take that and you figure all right, now our best players need to find a way to get going here offensively and, and start wearing the other team down. And um, that wasn't really as prevalent tonight, but it should be, and it will be, um, if, if you know we get the, the kind of performances from the Leafs' top players that we expect. Like there's, I, I can't stress this enough. There's going to be opportunities for these guys. Just look at the left-hand side of the ice um, on the back end for Florida. Like yeah. Mark Stahl, yeah, he's a big guy. doesn't move all that great. Gus Forsling, he moves pretty well he's a good player and Josh Mahura like did I say any names there that are really like world beaters is there a Victor Hedman is there a, a Ryan McDonough like those those names are not involved right now so um what it really comes down to is if the Leafs are going to take care of their own backyard make good decisions there's going to be plenty of opportunities but they're probably going to have to be a little bit patient because Florida wants to play in your face kind of hockey Frankie C thanks very much really appreciate it thanks guys 4-2, the Florida Panthers win over the Leafs to have a one nothing series lead. This is Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050 and the Leafs radio network. This is Leafs game night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs radio network. The Leafs live here. And now trailing the series one game to none as Florida wins the opening game here at Scotiabank Arena by a score of 4-2. Jim Taddy and Dave Festcheck from the Toronto Star with you. Here's Luke Shen of what went wrong tonight. I mean, there were some some good things. We had some looks. Obviously, uh, I think Bobrovsky played pretty well tonight. And uh, you know, in saying that, we uh, we definitely had our share of chances. But you know, we also made some mistakes. And uh, you know, give them credit; they played well. But you know, a lot a lot of the things, uh, goals that were scored were you know based off of uh, it was self-inflicted. I think a lot of it. So uh, yeah, we obviously they're um, they're a great team. They played well tonight. Give them credit. But uh, in saying that, we we I think still got a lot more to give. Is there early physicality what you guys expected tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they're a physical bunch. I mean, I don't know if they get enough credit um, throughout the league as as far as you know their physical play. Uh, they're they're heavy on the forecheck. I think in in past uh, everyone thought of them more, you know, pretty deadly off the rush. But they're they're heavy on the forecheck. Um, you know, they got some big bodies out there, guys who aren't afraid to throw their weight around, and a couple guys on the back end as well too. So, yeah, it's like any playoff series. I expect it uh, to get a little more physical as we go here and. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's expected. Is there a feeling on process when it's game one of a new opponent? Like, you kind of have to adjust what you're used to to kind of new opponent's tendencies? Is some of that going on? I mean, I suppose I, it's, it's a team in our division, so we've obviously right. seen them, uh, you know, a number of times, and I think we played them 
what was it third last game of the year or something like that. So yeah, we played them a little bit down the stretch, uh, familiar with one another. But I'm saying that they're obviously, you know, playing at a way higher level than uh, than obviously what we've seen too. So yeah, you give them credit. They've they've got a lot of skill. Um, they got some speed. They got some guys who can make plays, and they're they're playing a pretty uh, pretty good grinding style right now too. So yeah, I give them credit. Hats off to them tonight, and uh, you know it's going to be a long series. Do you sort of think about it like the mistakes are fixable, and you lost the first game against Tampa, so anything can happen game two kind of thing. Or? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a long series. Um, you know, we we expect it to, to be that way. Um, both teams are going to go at it. It's going to be back and forth, I'm sure. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's tough to compare one series to the next for sure, but. Yeah, is there some things that you can look back on? And uh, now we got a little experience in our belt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but I'm saying that, um, you know, we obviously, like I said, got a lot more to give. I think uh, there's some good things that, you know, we can build off of. There's some things that we can correct. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, you know, they came as advertised. They're, they're a good team. And um, all the credit to them tonight. What do you make of the physical play of your defense partner there? Do you feel like you're rubbing off of Morgan a bit at all? He plays out Eric there. Yeah, I mean, no, he's playing good. He's uh, he's skating well and you know playing heavy, uh, playing sound defensively too, and taking care of the corners from the net. And uh, you know, we all got to play that way. That's playoff hockey. Um, you know, I think uh, everyone obviously is fighting for the same thing, and guys are trying to do whatever it takes. So, I mean, uh, yeah, shouldn't be a surprise that anyone. I think everyone should be you know playing physical, and uh, it's great to see you know everyone have a hand in that. That's Luke Shen uh, post game. You know, if you had to re-edit the movie and, and you had a just a better start with with a with, with something to support it on the scoreboard, I think we're talking about a different game. No doubt about it. I mean, you you you're gifted the two early power plays. You go for four on the power play all told. You're right. If you get a goal there, if you if you start a little bit sharper, I thought there was a lot of bobble pucks, a lot of misfires yeah. on passes. A lot of kind of lack of connection where normally you'd be tape to tape. If if those things don't happen, for sure you can rewrite the script. You can. Eat, I I felt exactly the same way as Luke Shen. You can look back at this game and say, yeah, we could have had that one. We sure, had a lot more absolutely. to give. There were moments in this game where the Leafs looked like by far the better team, had complete control. But in saying that, I think the Boston Bruins probably felt the same way. Yes. A lot of their series uh, through seven games with the Florida Panthers. It's a great thing to say after game one. You don't want to have to say it after game five, six, or seven. Exactly. Yeah, so you have to correct that. Make Here, the adjustments. Here's Coach Keefe on how the Leafs played against the Kachuk line. I, I thought we, we did a lot better once I made the changes to our lines. Um, you know, in the first period, certainly in the back half of the period, I guess with that line, I would say throughout the whole period, that they, they were taking it to us pretty good, so we had to make some changes. In terms of style of play, Sheldon, how different an opponent is the Panthers from the Lightning? Uh, there's certainly a lot of similarities. Um, in terms of four-check pressure, track pressure, they play the same neutral zone four-check with a one-one-three. Um, you know, but their their pace is high. Like they're, I would say it's a quicker pace out there, and uh, they've got a lot of skill that executes at a high rate of speed. I would say that's um, that's the difference. And then also they just, you can tell they got a lot of confidence and they're feeling real good right now and playing real well. Sheldon, just your, your take on how your team performed in this game. Was it just a lack of execution at the end, or were you more or less happy, but just not with the result? Well, I thought we made mistakes. Now, credit to Florida, cause, because of how they play. They, they you know, they, um, they force you to make mistakes. But I thought we made some mistakes here tonight that we 
didn't necessarily make in the last series. You know, we, you know, looking at the, the first goal, you know, we allow them on the inside and, and we don't, uh, you know, we don't get some pucks out early and then we, we allow them on the inside. Uh, the second goal, you know, we, we have some lack of communication on a loose puck and then, and then we don't get a box out. And then we're fine. We come back in the game. We're in a good spot, you know, and then we, we give up a, a breakaway to really the one guy we definitely do not want to give a breakaway to. We don't want to give it to anybody, but certainly don't want to give it to that guy. It's a big part of the plan going in is, is how he, he can jump into those holes, and, and that's how he scores a lot of his goals is, is getting in behind defense. We cannot make that mistake. I mean, it's 2-2, end of the period. That's, that's a tough one. So there you go, and, and they capitalized on, on those type of plays. That, that's what Florida does. Yeah, and, you know, good on Sheldon Keefe. I think he's reading it right as much as, uh, you know, you can easily say I'm happy with the way we played overall because you're right. Outside of those mistakes, outside of the mistake that leads to the, the Carter Verhage, uh breakaway that, that is the 3-2 goal, the ultimate winning goal, outside of the, the you know, the, the mix-up that leads to the Ekblad point shot that leads to the Bennett tip that's the 2-0 goal, you know, outside of all those things, outside of allowing Bennett in inside, as, as Sheldon Keefe talked about, and we talked about how Florida is a team that does a lot of their work very close to the blue paint, right? And you can't allow it to can't allow it to happen. You got to be on top of those guys. Uh, outside of those things, the the Leafs played pretty well, you know. Outside of the fa- and then outside of the fact that they didn't capitalize on the power play, and as Frankie C pointed out. The power play looked pretty predictable. It didn't yeah, it look did. very dynamic. It well, looked very kept, stagnant. They kept looking for something that wasn't there. And, I, and I'm going to throw in this bit of analysis. If you're only going to score two, it's probably not going to be enough. Not going to be enough against a team that just went against the Boston Bruins and had four or more goals, seven in one game in each of their four wins. Dave, I think you should take the rest of the night off. You've really, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted, and it's only game one. i got to go rest <laughs> up and get some sleep. This is Leafs Game Night at TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network.